magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Good morning. It is Thursday, April 27th. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You can also watch along on YouTube. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. And let's head to Brownsburg, shall we? An Indiana student from Brownsburg was told to eat his own vomit. This by staff at the elementary school, the Brown Elementary School. The special education student was mistreated on April 12th. And this, there are so many layers to this. First of all, we always start by saying everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. However, if indeed what these people allegedly did, they did indeed do, there is no punishment severe enough for these people to take advantage of the most vulnerable among us um, a person who in many ways could not articulate what was happening to him and collectively allegedly there were five people and nobody stood up for this kid yeah now that's the first part of it right the second part of it is the accuracy <clears throat> The accuracy of this radio station plays into it because we broke this story. We told everybody here that this was happening. We were told, you know, it's usual, the usual education apologists. We said when an emergency meeting to discuss personnel is scheduled, that is a calamity. That is Something not going to be serious. Good. Is going I on. was told what was going on. I told everybody to look at it. And then the education apologist came out and said, he doesn't know anything. You know, alarmist or you know, public ed hater or whatever. Proven exactly correct. Came on here and told everybody a couple days later, here's what happened. That's exactly what happened. And Hammer and I were talking about this last night. Whether it is the Camp Atterbury story or whether it's this story here, we when we deliver the information for you in a non-opinion type of setting in which we are delivering news information to you, we have sources all over this state. As much as we're told nobody listens to WIBC or nobody likes us or whatever, the ratings show a lot of people listen and a lot of people like us. And when we come on and tell you this stuff, it's because we are getting it from very reliable sources. In this case, I got it from an impeccable source inside the Brownsburg Community School Corporation who if the superintendent and his little goon squad over there found out who it was they'd poop their pants because there are people all all around in public education who are sick of what's going on they're sick of what they've seen the public education system become the same way as the people down at the state house when they give us the information they're sick of what they're seeing their government becoming and they're unfortunately not in a position to act or get the information to people so they give it to us. And so it, it was horrific that we had to report that, but ultimately we were first and proven based on this police report, allegedly based on what the police report says, mm-hmm. we were exactly correct. Okay, well let's hold on to your breakfast this morning because if you're if you're late to the party, this is what happened. This is what's being reported, not just here locally in Indiana. This is a nationwide story now. It's being picked up by national media outlets. 
So this teacher allegedly told the special needs boy that if he vomited, he would be required to eat what he threw up. And then another teacher provided a tray in front of the boy for which to throw up on. And then a third teacher, an instructional aide, allegedly gave the boy a spoon with which to eat his own vomit. And then two other teachers allegedly stood by his side while watching him do it. And the Brownsburg police captain, Jennifer Barrett, says that this was an internal process going on within the school corporation about a completely different issue yes. when the discovery of this came out. Yes, and I and so I was told this by, again, a very, very reliable source that I will 100% take to the bank, that this was almost accidentally and coincidentally discovered. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no there was no rhyme or reason to it. it. Had something, and I can't say what it was without outing the person, so I'm not going to go into detail. But it is just we are very lucky. The parents of that boy and our community are very lucky because the school system as a whole did nothing to protect this kid. And the question becomes. How does something of this magnitude involving multiple people? We're always told, Bulldog tough. Brownsburg's number one. We're the best. How does the supposed best school system in Indiana, in which the superintendent there, Jim Snap, rules that place with an iron fist, and he is, he is uh, we're always told, he is the great, the great everything. He is the infallible Jim Snap. How is it possible that a guy who rules with an iron fist, who is the greatest educator in the history of education, who makes a six-figure salary, and it starts with the two, doesn't know for months on end that multiple teachers are supposedly involved with something this horrific and it gets discovered accidentally? For all the woke DEI bullcrap that we hear about, diversity, equity, inclusion, you can't even protect the most vulnerable amongst us. Get out of here with that woke bull crap because you couldn't even do your damn job. Now, this is a track record, though. And when you couple this with that video that surfaced of these uh, administrators all across central Indiana talking about how they manipulate and, and deceive parents to indoctrinate your kids, and then you see this happening, allegedly, with a special needs kid... If you're a parent right now, you've got to be thinking to yourself, why am I sending my kid to a public school? What is actually going on with my kid in the public school when Brownsburg is supposedly number one and this is how kids get treated? And then when you have the president say stuff like, there's no such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all of our children. Uh Uh-uh. Hands off my kid and I bet Every parent listening to us right now is angry. But here, here's the thing about this. So Brownsburg, now the superintendent and the school board try to play dumb and go, oh, we had no idea. Well, number one, that's pathetic. That you got, if indeed this happened, and apparently they think it happened because they fired the teachers, a, a kid being abused in this manner, and you have no idea that's going on, what the hell do you do every day? That's number one. But they've burned trust so many times, Casey, in that community. Jim Snap and that school board. Again, these are the same people who 
had the audacity in a room full of people in 2015 to say, if we don't raise taxes by $100 million, kids could die of an active shooter in the hallway. Same superintendent who told bus drivers in 2012 that if he couldn't strong our money out of the town of Brownsburg via the tax of a finance district, that they were all they all could potentially be be fired. This is the same superintendent who looked just a few months ago, parents in the eye and lied to them about the DEI officer not coming back because it didn't work. And then they brought the DEI officer back under another name. And then when they got caught doing that, he accuses others of being divisive and going, well, everybody's got a DEI component to it now. This is just in one community, and it's in the community where they claim to be number one. Mm -hmm. Think about what number 300's doing if these guys are number one. If you got a kid in public school right now, based on what you saw in that video and what you see allegedly going on here, are you not taking a long, hard look today about yanking your kid out of public school right now because it's very clear they don't care about your kid at all they care about the the indoctrination of your kid and whatever else happens good luck and the mistreatment the cdc says at least one in seven children in the country have experienced child abuse or neglect in the past year now if jim snap were any sort of man that superintendent over there in browns because he failed this kid because absolutely. he's making the money. The entire school failed that kid. Absolutely. But he's the big boss. He's the infallible soothsayer. He's the guy who knows everything about everything in education. He's the guy making the six-figure salary. If he were any sort of man, he would immediately and publicly take 10% of his salary for the year, stroke a check on that, hand it over to the mother of that kid and go, I'm sorry for failing your kid. If Jim Snap were any sort of man, he would do that tomorrow and do it publicly. But he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. He's going to go out there and he's going to say people like me are being divisive. The people who actually stand up for the kids. The people who actually tell you about what's going on in the community. These people don't care about your kid at all. They exist to indoctrinate them. And if you don't understand that by now, I don't know what's going to make you get it through your head. So the Hendricks County Prosecutor's Office has filed charges. Neglect of a dependent and failure to report. Neglect of a dependent and failure to report. Failure to report. Failure to report and failure to report. And we'll see we'll see where this ends. You know why they probably didn't know this was going on, Casey? Because they were too busy for eight years planning a project on a street that's going to destroy the living of about 50 different homes and not telling them about it and manipulating them so they could get it done. Oh, I guess that's just where I live. Sorry. This, but this is, the th- this is what the public school system is. It's manipulative, it's deceptive, it's anti-transparent. That video showed you it's going on everywhere. It's going on in Martinsville, it's going on in Plainfield, it's going on in Elkhart, it's going on in Goshen. Wake up, people. The superintendent said, as educators, protecting the safety and welfare of our students is at the core of who we are. What do you say? He said, protecting the safety and welfare of our students is at the core of who we are. Well, then he failed big time. Mm-hmm. So if you fail and suck at your job that bad, you know what? He shouldn't give the, the mother 10% of his check. He should quit. Because if that's at the core of who you are, it's one thing to fail a student who can speak for themselves. In this case, yeah, they failed a kid who couldn't even speak for himself. 
If that's the core of who you are and you failed that bad, then you have no business being there. He should resign. The assistant superintendent should resign. All those school board members should resign. If that's at the core of who you are and you failed that bad, get out of here. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hey, Rob. Yes, Casey. I have a question for you. Oh, great. I love questions. Do you like uh, making money? Casey, I work in radio. Do you think money's important to me? But yes, I do like making money. I just torture myself here. Well, imagine if you got a 35% bonus when you invest your money. If you invest $100,000, you get a $35,000 bonus. And if you invest $200,000, you get a $70,000 bonus. You can learn how you could get a 35% bonus from Bill Demery, your retirement guy. Hey, you know us. We're Kendall and Casey, and we believe in Bill so much we became clients too. Not only will you get a 35% bonus, you'll sleep well at night knowing your money is backed by an A-plus insurance company that's been in business for 140 years and has $2.5 trillion in assets. You can learn how you could get your 35% bonus by calling 317-932-9912. That number, 317-932-9912. Well, Was that too mean, that last segment? No, I think you were spot on. I, when you said that he should write a check to the mother, I, I was thinking that you were going to say that he should resign. He being Jim Snap, the superintendent in Brownsburg. Yes. Who's acting like, you know, he's totally removed from any responsibility in this alleged horrific event that happened to the special needs kid. Look, I've been dealing with this guy for 12 years now. Yeah. And we go way back. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the same pattern of behavior with this guy and this administration and this school board and this sort of stuff now not the specific thing allegedly is happening all over the state that's what that video that was produced by accuracy and media was all about is telling you it's happening everywhere it is deceptive deliberately anti-transparent behavior where they're always blamed deflectors you know in that statement did I see any? Did they say we accept full responsibility? This is our fault. We let you down. Does it? Was that anywhere in there? No, it was. You know, the safety of our students is at our core. It's always. It's always. You know, words with no meaning. And I've been, like I said, I've been dealing with this guy in the same pattern of behavior for for twelve, thirteen years, whatever it's been now. And again. You need to wake up, whether you live in Greenfield or Greenwood or Martinsville or Avon or Plainfield or Carmel or Fishers or Zionsville. You got you have no idea what's going on with your kid on a daily basis unless you are in just totally invested every single day when they come home from that classroom. And even then, you don't know. Mm -hmm. How could you see this stuff going on? It really makes you question. Because they are deliberately hiding things from you as the parents. We have talked about this at length, that this is a conversation that my wife and I are struggling with on a daily basis. Because you pay taxes for those schools. Yes. All those those big old property tax bills you're getting. My wife does not want any any part of the public school system for our daughter. Any of it. She's already made up her mind. And this is the conversation I try to have with her is we are fighters in our family. Big surprise, right? Yeah. We stand and fight for what we believe in because that's what I've always done. And that's what our daughter needs to know to do in life. 
to not turn and run because the opposition is hard or things aren't going your way. But in this case, when you see things like this, with all the money you pay into the public education system, so on top of all the state taxes, half the state budget goes to K-12 education, the 50% of most people, some more, of your property taxes go to public education. And yet, there is not, it's not just failure. It's deception. Yeah. In, intent. Yeah. And you say, in the town I grew up in, I can't, in good conscience right now, feel comfortable sending my kid to somewhere that sucks so much money out of our collective every single year and I can't feel good sending my kid to the same place I went. It's a different place. And so I struggle with the idea of we need to be fighters and teach her to fight and say you are going to stand up for what's right and you are going to stand up for people who don't have a voice but yet you cannot subject your kid to something that could potentially harm them. Mm -hmm. And our Republican lawmakers down the street from us are about to throw $2 billion extra dollars at public education. They think this is fine. Where is Jeff Thompson, who is the state rep for Brownsburg on this? Where is John Crane, who's the state senator for Brownsburg on this? They're completely silent. You know what they're doing? They're looking at Jim Snap and the Brownsburg school board and that administration going, uh, here's more money. No, it's fine. Here, here you go. No, it's, it's, you're, you're, this is fine. You made a lot of noise, so here's your money. This is the this is the state we live in. After when we talked about earlier with these raises with the lawmakers and doing nothing for the people, and you see that these school corporations like Plainfield and Martinsville and Elkhart and Goshen, who admit they're manipulating and lying and deceiving parents, are going to get an extra $2 billion, and we're going to get nothing, Casey? Yeah. I am so ashamed to live in this state, and I never thought I'd say that, because you know, Casey, and I'll say the same thing about the place I live right now, Brownsburg. I'm so ashamed, and I never thought I'd say that, because I love that place so much, and I love this state so much, but we are being failed Time and time and time again by the people in charge, the lawmakers, the educators, the people we are supposed to trust, the people who are supposed to be above reproach. It's just failure after failure after failure, and no one will stand up in a position of power and do anything about it. They told us what they were going to do in that video. Not be transparent, hide it from the parents, keep it under the radar, walk the white supremacist walk, Oh, is that what you're going to do? Okay. Well, here's more money. Yeah, and why didn't the DEI officer stop this? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a obviously because we're all DEI we're, officers at that. Right. Apparently, those cool. those uh, employees in question didn't get that DEI training. Right. Wake up, people! Not everybody is included. I, I, I'm sorry, I, and I realize we've spent a lot of time on this, but to me, this is a huge huge story because this is the school system that claims to be the number one school system in the state of Indiana. And if it's happening there, what do you think is happening where you live? Yeah. And you don't know. You don't know and you can't trust these people. It's 1027. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Coming up next, we're going to hear from you with your voicemails. 
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Did you know St. Jude has one of the largest pediatric sickle cell programs in the country? St. Jude freely shares the discoveries they make, and every child saved at St. Jude means doctors and scientists worldwide can use this knowledge to save thousands more children everywhere. Join me today in helping to fight sickle cell disease by becoming a partner in hope. Call now, 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It is 1032. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And this is the portion of the program where we turn it over to you and your thoughts with your voicemails. Uh, Yes, Kev, before we get going here, if you could find our love mail, uh, because I'm going to read this email here in just a little bit. So uh, if you have an opportunity to do that, uh, just just a reminder, you can call the program 317-684-8444. Now, yesterday while you were out, Casey, Mm -hmm. we were talking about how Trump is very upset, apparently, that he has to debate. And he's objecting, saying, well, no one asked me about the debates. And we kind of said, why would they ask you? You're just one guy running for president. You're not the Republican Party. You're not even the incumbent president. What, no one's, and, and it was a real sense of entitlement that I thought was a terrible look for Trump, mm-hmm. that he's acting like everything has to run through him. Dude, you're not the president. You're not the head of the Republican Party. You're just a guy running for president. Not even the GOP nominee Exactly, yet. right? And so I thought that was really, really, really an arrogant, entitled look from him that I thought would backfire. And you should want candidates who are going to stand on a stage and answer questions because that's how we get better. That's how we find out what people really think. Maybe you hear something from someone else. You go, man, that's a great idea. I should incorporate that into my campaign when I, you know, if I win. And so Trump's refusal or hesitancy or whatever you want to call it to be involved in these debates was really alarming and we got a, a phone call about that hello mr kendall miss casey this is tom again from brazil hey i was listening to your show yesterday and you were talking about the democrats not having uh debates and Trump said he shouldn't have to attend a debate and they shouldn't even have them well you know how in the world do you get an informed voter if you don't have debates? That's the problem with our Indiana legislature. You know, we don't have informed voters. They're just voting, like you always say, a letter. Right. We don't want to get another prepackaged video that says, this is what I stand for. No. Yeah. Stand up in front of a crowd, a moderator, answer the questions. Yeah, and Steve Bannon was on. He was very insulting uh, to the other people who are running for president. And it's like, are we just going to do this again with Trump? 
again because it, it, Trump has learned nothing. It's just obvious. He's running the same campaign as he ran before. He's learned nothing, and that should be a giant red flag if you're a person who really cares about getting Joe Biden out of the out of the Oval Office, which we all should be invested in that, that this guy is still doing the same playbook from seven years ago, mm-hmm. that that's not going to work. Well, Biden has said he's not going to debate. And at least there is some, now he should, certainly, but at least there is some historical track record of the incumbent president kind of being the default nominee. And we talked about how in history, those who had had reliable challenges did not end up winning the presidency whether it was carter or 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 bush um those are probably the two most prominent reliable challengers to an incumbent president in the modern era johnson did and didn't ultimately run but uh man it's just such a bad look for trump to act like he's offended that he's going to have to debate or that they should have to clarify through him. He's above reproach. Right. He doesn't have to answer questions. Yeah, it's, it's anyway. Uh, somebody also called about Biden. So it's funny you mentioned Biden and yeah. not debating because somebody else called about that. I just want to know if you guys are surprised at all that the Biden campaign has come out and said they will not debate in any primary. At least that's their stance so far. I personally am not surprised at all by that because Biden's just going to try to win by hiding in the basement again, so to speak. Uh, He's not going to want to campaign because he can't fill venues. No one wants to come and see him. Um, And he doesn't want to debate because he doesn't want his record put on – or he doesn't want his record challenged by a fellow Democrat because then Democrat voters will – start turning against him uh if it was if it was trump or DeSantis challenging him on his record they could he had the main he would have the mainstream media backing him up and you know trying to hide all the stories like they have done in the past three years so yeah i'm not surprised at all that they're not doing debates i'm not surprised by that i mean the guy can't even speak coherently <laughs> They don't want him. Can you imagine a debate with him? Unless he's got note cards in front of him. He can't even read off the note cards properly. <laughs> That's right, because he did. And we'll get to that next hour, that he had those note cards. Uh, and it, he's, at this point, I feel Biden is just the front man for the message. Yeah. He's not even the candidate. He's not even the guy. Yeah. He's he's the image of an entire party's message. Yeah. All right. We got uh, we got one other phone call uh, before we get to this email. Hey, Rob Casey. Um, yeah, I agree with not only term limits but age limits. Um, I am fifty-seven, and um, I still have to work my juju off just to make ends meet. I do also own my own business part time. And um, pretty much have to have that because of what's going on with this tax and all this other crap. Anyway, guys, have a good day. See you. Love you, Casey. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so there's a, a a federal law that says pilots have to retire at a certain age. Right. And it's interesting because we got some hate emails and a couple of messages or whatever from people saying, oh, my gosh, you're so offensive to people of an older age because we said, if you're 80 and you've been there 50 years, your time is up. 
and you have you had your chance right and it's interesting the response to that from our audience when we put that out there has been just a cavalcade of people going no you're right the reason the country's in the position it's in and it's the why I love our audience because remember I made that challenge at the mm-hmm. end of I guess Tuesday's show yeah where I said you guys are mature enough to hear some hard facts and you can hear hard facts and realize you're not saying old people suck you're, you're not saying they don't have anything to offer society right. you're not saying there's no value there we're simply saying that if you have been in office for 50 years, because you don't become a U.S. senator at 80. You know, you've been there forever. You build up to that forever. What we're saying is, if you're 80 years old and you are still in the United States Senate or president, go home. You have had your opportunity. And I'll say it about Trump, too. Trump is too old to be running for president. He's had his chance. He was the president. He he, he did some good things. He did some horrible things during COVID. He ran again and lost. You are just a politician now. I do feel that Trump's mind is much sharper than it Biden's. It is, but we can't be saying, well, if it's a guy we like because he's of sound mind, it's okay. Trump has had his chance, and he just keeps going. It's like Mike Braun. Mike Braun will still, I promise you, Casey, as sure as the day is long, Mike Braun, when he runs for governor, will be talking about what an outsider he is. Mike Braun has been on a school board. Mike Braun has been in the state house, voted for the largest tax increase in state history and like 45 other tax increases. He conveniently won't mention that. And has now been a U.S. senator. And now he wants to be governor. You're just a do. You're an office hopper. Mm-hmm. You're just a guy who keeps running for other offices. You're not an outsider. You're nothing unique. And Mike Braun is of that age now where you've done all these things. And I think he's nearing whatever it is, 70 years old. I, I don't know what his exact age is. But it's not about old people have nothing to offer. It's if you haven't done it by now in this field, I think that's a reasonable amount of time to say that by 70, 75, whatever, it's probably time to try something else. Well, I think Biden's own words, his own campaign ad from 1972 said that somebody who was 63 was too old. Yeah, that's right. I mean, by his own admission, he's saying there's a certain age you should probably step aside. All right, I got an email from somebody, and I thought this was really good. Randy sent this to me. Okay. And it's not all entirely accurate, but the gist of it is, and that's what matters. I think it's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate, but I would give it a nine and a half on a 10 scale. Um, And so I wanted to read it because I think Randy is expressing the frustration given the stunt that our lawmakers pulled last night where they gave their buddies the governor the attorney general the secretary of state the treasurer the auditor the lieutenant governor massive raises last night if you're just tuning in massive raises like a $65,000 raise to the governor in the cover of darkness mm-hmm. in the final hours of the general assembly of course the lawmakers had already given themselves one and a half million dollars in raises you're getting nothing you're getting a budget that is going to end up being roughly seven billion dollars larger than the previous one and you're think about that it's all going to government think about that casey the party of low taxes and limited government is adding billions upon billions to the budget and none of it is to help you none of it is to help you your property taxes your gas taxes hey over six years we're going to give you a whopping 275 dollars in income tax relief (laughs) yeah hey now yeah and people are surprised. Oh, why are people flocking to Florida? Why are people flocking to Tennessee? There's no state income tax there. You move there, you get an instant raise. Yeah, I want to just, so I wanted to read this email from Randy. Kev, if you would uh, please start us off here. 
Hello, Rob. Probably before your time. But I remember way back when representatives were pleading their case why we would all greatly benefit from having a Hoosier lottery. Their claim was, with a lottery, we would never have to worry about funding for roads or schools anymore. Today, while our Indiana politicians steal more of our money for the schools with higher property taxes and also steal more of our money at the fuel pumps for the roads, I never hear anybody mention the Hoosier lottery when discussing funding or taxes. If the Hoosier lottery claimed in the beginning by having a lottery, we wouldn't have to worry about funding for roads or schools anymore, then I would like to know just what the Hoosier lottery contributions are spent on. Keep up the good work, Rob. We need you exposing all our local worthless politicians <laughs> and all these loser power hungry school board leaders. So-called adult leaders in our schools, on camera, making a kid eat vomit. That is just so sick. They don't need a school board meeting for that one. Just take them straight to jail. Keep on them, Rob. Great point, right? No matter how many rev air quote revenue sources we come up with, mm-hmm. it's never enough. Yeah, no. Are suddenly there are twice as many roads all over the state of Indiana? It is not a revenue problem. It is a morons represent us problem. Hammers next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. When St. Jude opened in 1962, childhood cancer was considered incurable. Since then, St. Jude has helped push the overall survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. St. Jude won't stop until no child dies from cancer. Join me today in supporting St. Jude by calling 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898 to become a partner in hope. Your gift to St. Jude could last a lifetime. Ten forty nine. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. So one of the most recognizable talk show hosts in television history has passed away. Jerry Springer has died at the age of seventy nine. I didn't even know he had he been ill. I hadn't heard that. No, I hadn't either. But I wasn't keeping track of him either. What? Yeah. <laughs> so here's a guy. I mean, he's got a pretty uh, incredible life story. His parents were German Jews who fled to England during the Holocaust. They then came to the U.S. when he was five years old. He lived in Queens, New York. He eventually became active in politics, became an aide for Robert F. Kennedy, his presidential campaign. He worked in a Cincinnati law firm. He ran for Congress unsuccessfully, but then he was elected to the city council, and then he was mayor of Cincinnati in 1977. 
and then started his television career. And that lasted for a very long time. The Jerry Springer Show ran for 27 years, more than 4,000 episodes. Yeah, he also ran for governor of Ohio. And Mm -hmm. most remember, now he had a little issue when he was the mayor of Ohio, uh, I believe involving, what was it, like a prostitute or an escort of some sort, and that kind of put the the derailment on. I can't remember what the exact story was was with that, but um, he... uh, he is, and this sounds very weird to say, because when you look at the show that he did, mm-hmm. he is one of the most influential people probably in television history, because in many ways he sparked the quote unquote reality TV genre. Yeah. I mean, there were shows. There was Oprah. There was Sally Jesse Raphael. There was Geraldo. But none of those shows were anything like Jerry Springer was doing. Isn't he the one who did the whole Who's Your Daddy? Is that right? Where people would do the paternity test. Oh, yeah, yeah, He yeah, would yeah. reveal. Yes, yes. Well, him and Maury, 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 Maury Povich. Maury who yeah, did that? Yeah, Maury Povich is the one who perfected it. Uh, Springer was the one where it would be like... The crowd was very... You know, the guys, you know, the the woman's other lover would come out and it would be, you know, the guys on stage. And of course, inevitably, the best Jerry Springer thing was in the second Austin Powers movie when it's the the guys that are supposedly in the Ku Klux Klan. And is it the Black, the Black Panthers? They're on <laughs> stage together and he keeps going. Now, now, there's not going to be any fighting here. You guys are going to all behave. And then, of course, uh, Dr. Evil's out there. And uh, I forget who, who all it was, but I mean, it's just... What a, what an interesting life and what an interesting television show. Didn't Jerry Springer once write a check to a prostitute? That's what I just said when we yeah. came. Yeah. I think that's what, yeah. kind of what derailed his, his political ambition. Yeah, like by today's standards, though, like is that even that big of a deal? Like, look at some of these scumbags that are sitting, you know, in positions of power in Washington. Sure. Like, that's not even that big of a deal, but back then, oh my God, Jerry Springer wrote a check to a hooker. Did she sign an NDA agreement? (laughs) Oh, man, I hate that. Jerry Springer, former mayor of Cincinnati, TV icon. You, I can totally see you in the... Mid nineties, late nineties, sitting around your your crib in Beach Grove, just watching Jerry Springer on a loop all day. One of my most proud moments at Ball State was I was in a class, and it was a communications class, and the assignment was you had to do like a a talk show, yeah, right. And the students in the class chose me to be like the host of it, and you know I did it just all you know. You did it ham- hammer style. I right? did hammer stuff, and. At one point, there was a Ball State University class chanting, hammer, hammer, like Jerry Springer. And that may have been my proudest moment at Ball State. Remember during that same era, that was when the Girls Gone Wild videos were so big. Oh, yeah. And you look back on that now, and you think those guys made a gajillion dollars just going to random beaches and asking chicks in their 20s, please take off your top. Wet t-shirt contests and a little more. I mean, think about all the things that are free on your phone right now. Yeah, People were paying for that kind of stuff. (laughs) And and it wasn't even that, like, over the top. And after 10 o'clock, you could not go a commercial break without seeing a Girls Gone Wild commercial. Nope. It was Girls Gone Wild. It was the Rhythm and the Blues album. And it was Freedom Rock. (laughs) Those were the three things, the three infomercials. (laughs) Yeah. Freedom Rock. How are you doing? It's Jason Hammer, by the way.
Downtown sucks right now because, one, there's construction everywhere. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Everywhere. And, and it never gets any better. And they, you think it's done and more comes. And the firefighters convention's going on right now, too. So they've got certain roads blocked off, construction in the other roads. Like, me trying to make my way in was like Pac-Man. Like, I'm trying to take every side road, and I'm cutting people off. And Like George Costanza with the Frogger game? Yeah, that's exactly how it was, me trying to get into our parking garage today. It's a mess downtown. And it never gets any better. No matter how much construction they do. Mm-hmm. It never seems to get better. The amount of construction that the city of Indianapolis has done the last 10 years, last five years, last two years, you would think that our streets would be paved with gold and there wouldn't be a pothole anywhere near you. (laughs) Good one. You you know when it went downhill (laughs) is when they put that red line in. That red line was the beginning of the end of downtown, and I there's no way you're going to convince me that well, wasn't Well, the homeless design. bums that sleep in those stations would disagree with you, Rob. <laughs> I don't know about you, but every time I pass you know, one of those stations, the hubs or whatever they call them, coming or going from work, all I see in there are homeless people doing various things. <laughs> Unspeakable stuff. <laughs> hey, what's coming up this afternoon? Uh, you're going to come by, go off the rails. I know you've been really hitting that Brownsburg stuff hard, and which, by the way, that was great radio ah, thank earlier. Thank you. Um, biggest stories of the day, NFL draft is tonight, and we'll have some fun. Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.